Okay. I see Nick's chair. I don't see anyone in it, but I assume he is coming back soon. Welcome, Brian. How are you? Uh, let's turn you my Happy. Started with a good launch. This is a great year, and I'm so proud of you. This is the 10th year anniversary. Can you believe it? Huh. Yes. It's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay, so we'll get started without Nick because um, we want to get started. Oh, here he is. Hi, Nick. How you doing? Hold on. Let's unmute you. Oh. Hi. How you doing there? Uh, good. Here, let me unmute me. You're unmuted. Okay, you can hear me. Perfect. So the, the first question is, is Nick, is it true that if I want to have a consultation with you that you charge $1,000 an hour? Is that, is that correct? One-on-one, yes. Okay. So everyone, this is valuable information we're getting. I'm going to raise my prices, Stephen. I think you should. <laughs> okay. So both of you are full of a lot of information, but we don't have that much time. So I'm going to ask you not to give us all the information you have because we'll only get through four questions and I'd like to ask you 40. So <laughs> even though there's a lot you could tell us on everything, what we really want is the code to the safe. If there's a billion dollars in a safe and you know the code, we just want to know the code. So we really don't want to know the history. We want to know, we want to prevent cancer, heart attack, Alzheimer's, MS, Parkinson's, arthritis, osteoporosis, diabetes, obesity. We just want the formula. That's it. We just want the formula. We, we have, everyone's got a pen in their left in their hand, a piece of paper, or they're at a keyboard. They want to know exactly what to do to prevent disease. That's it. They're not interested in health and nutrition. They're interested in staying healthy. So I'm going to ask you questions with that goal. So let's get started. Um, what do you want to tell us? You know, in other words, if that's all we care about, we do not care anything about ashwagandha at all. We just want the code. So we'll do anything. We'll do. So the question is as specific as you can for people who want to live to a hundred without getting diseases. Can you tell us? Break it down. Say number one, number two, what should we do to completely avoid disease? We'll do anything. Go ahead. So I'll start. There's five foundational lifestyle and attitudinal processes that we've learned over the last 70 years, not only reverse disease, prevent disease, but dramatically slow the aging process. And so the number one thing that I've learned in all of these decades, 53 years that I've done this work, is people's perspective and the way they have their mindset to either a limitless life or a limited life is number one, no question, the foremost and most important aspect of living a long, healthy life without disease. Now, in my latest book, which I've just presented, the uh, whole group has seen that hopefully now, which is the self-healing mission. I have actually explained the latest science on mindfulness. So the finest 20 meta studies pulled together 
where they looked at the common things that were discovered in the top 20 studies that have been conducted over the last two years. And we know what happens when you focus, when you're clear, and you have an affirmative attitude. We know that in many cases that you actually can count up to 40% more immune system cells after just a short time. We know that the antigens in the body, that means the guys who come out and say, hey, here comes a virus, a bacteria, a cancer, whatever it may be, a mold, a yeast, let's get it. So now the immune system knows what to do, dramatically improve. We know that the entire blood circulatory system carries the stem cells and carries out the old dead cells. So it's a done deal now. This is no longer a philosophical thing that your attitude is overwhelmingly the first and foremost. Now, I'll add a caveat to that. If we don't change people's attitude, they will not do the second, third, fourth, and fifth thing. And the second thing is eating very pure. Now, a lot of people have ideas about what purity is depending upon what level of the house they've stopped and decided to live in. What we did is we go right to the essence of what we've seen clinically work now since 1956. And what we've seen clinically work is what works for 100% of every other creature on earth, because all 8 million known species eat a raw food diet in nature. Now I'll repeat this so you don't miss what I'm saying. So 100% of every single other creature on the planet, species on the planet, in nature, eat 100% raw diet. And that's what we've been employing here for 70 years. And in a clinical setting with hundreds of thousands of people, our medical team doing testing, not only of the results that we see in the progress of the, of the person, but also the outcomes. And the outcomes have been stunning, as most of you know. You know, we're best known for people coming here and reversing disease and premature aging. So the food is absolutely organic, has been for all those decades. We've never served anything but organic plant-based foods. Number two, uncooked and unprocessed. Now you don't have to be a genius or a scientist to know when you take a plant and you cook it, you're gonna lose a massive amount of the nutrient load and most important, the medicine in it, the phytochemicals, the phytonutrients in it. And in fact, in great part, green. Now what we've learned is that the original diet of man without any question with the legitimate, and there's not too many, but legitimate anthropologists that are finally truly looking at the way our ancestors ate and saying we were plant eaters, said we were very high in fruit consumption at one point. And we always ate greens and herbs, but the greens and herbs were for healing more so, and the energy was coming from fruit. Now, let me preface that by saying the fruits were dynamically and dramatically different than they are today. There's not a fruit that you and I have ever seen, consumed, or know about that's not a hybridization of the original fruits, which, by the way, had nutrient loads and protein levels that were up to 10 times to 20 times higher. That's what the agricultural scientists tell me. So today, sadly, they've been hybrid and weakened, and the sugar contents are the, the highest amount of anything that's in it. So for most people today, we need the greens to heal on a planet that's so broken, so diseased, and so sick. And Nick and I are going to completely speak about this. He's going to show you some pictures out of the latest book. But if you're not exercising, and this is the biggest contention I have with plant-based eaters, they all sit around 
and talk about how wonderful plant-based diets are and how it reverses cancer and heart disease and diabetes, but they all look like hell because they don't exercise. Now, remember this. It's not an option. Your great-grandparents never thought, gee, it's an option. Uh, I'm going to starve to death so I won't farm. The nomads didn't say, I'm going to stop walking so I starve. I can't find food in, you know, as the spring comes and the, and the summer comes, and that's where I'm traveling. It's a nomadic lifestyle. And, and think about this. Anatomically and evolutionarily-wise, we were nomads for almost the entirety of the time we've been on this earth as homo sapiens. And so we know that you have to do at least four types of exercise. Three you all know about, and I'll speak about the last one. It's circulatory. So number one, you have to lift weight. Now everyone gets stuck on aerobic, aerobic. Aerobic is wonderful and we need aerobic. And I do aerobic seven days a week. But the fact of the matter is, weightlifting is actually more important to regulate body weight and keep all of you skinny people with muscle. Everyone's saying, I want to eat. When I'm eating healthy food, I get skinny. Guess what? Food's not supposed to be putting weight on your body. Muscle's supposed to be putting weight on your body. And if you're not willing to get into a gym and lift weight or do body weight, you basically are going to have problems with that. And this is giving us all a bad reputation in the plant-based arena. And many of the so-called experts look emaciated. Why? Because they're really great experts on biochemistry and nutrition, but they don't know a damn thing about something equally important to it. That's exercise. The last one is stretch. Third one is stretching. And after 40, that becomes increasingly more important by the year. And you, the only exercises that you do daily, uh, besides possibly aerobic, is abdominal exercise, which I do 925 a day in a sauna. And also, you have to stretch because ligaments and joints and your body muscular structure that is attached to ligament and joints and your, and your skeletal structure require movement, as we always had for almost the entire time we've been on this earth, as nomads and then agrarians, as farmers. And the last one, which I'll now, I just touched on it, is circulatory process that when I looked at this over the last 40 years, at least, I've recognized that the greatest benefit to your immune function with exercise has nothing to do with the weightlifting, aerobic, and stretching. It has to do the only way that you can possibly circulate cells the way they're supposed to, stem cells coming out to re repair and to bring about recovery, and also carry out the debris, is to be consistently doing exercise. Now we know the numbers, so get those pens out. And these are not the research that we've done here, although I completely concur with it, or I wouldn't be giving you these facts. The minimum amount of aerobic exercise that everyone must do to maintain, I'm not talking about what I'd like you to do and what you should do, is 35 minutes, five days a week of heart pounding, sweating, I don't wanna do this aerobic exercise. You must be doing at least an hour and a half of resistant exercise. Now, you know, my generation, we do combinations of CrossFit and also machines and free weights. To me, that works well. But I've seen people who are really expert in, in uh, CrossFit and body weight that do extremely well. Matter of fact, we have a PhD uh, here who's a physical therapist who's part of our team, analyzes every guest, and that's how he works out. And it's perfectly good.
The next thing is that you have to have an understanding that you're not alone. This is as important as anything else. Uh, you know, you can call it spirituality, some of you call it religion, some of you call it the universe, but until you get the burden off your back and start to recognize that you're part of an infinite, extraordinary system that you hopefully will figure out at least at some level before you, you go, uh, you're going to be really fighting against a, a tidal wave. And I know I, for a period of my life, thought it was all up to me. And that basically I was 100% uh, in every case, totally and absolutely responsible. And I couldn't ask for help. It was a weakness to ask for help. But you can ask for that help. And it doesn't have to be religious. It can be. It doesn't have to be spiritual. You don't have to sit in home or stand on your head. If you like to do that, go ahead and do it. But what I know is that the day about 35 years ago that I let go of the idea that it was all a human experience and that it wasn't a universal experience, is the date I really started to soar. So getting that connectivity. And the last one is community. And we couldn't really speak with any scientific authority on this until the last few years. What I'm very pleased to uh, report to you, the most impressive study on centenarians and super centenarians, that's 100-year-old people and 110-year-old people. And in that study, I think there were 27 and dozens and dozens of 100-year-olds is yes, a plant-based diet is the number one thing they discover dietarily for people that live a long life. Yes, they exercise, different types of exercise, depending but they're consistently exercised. But now equally important is your friendship, your partnership, your community, your communication with other people. So there are the five. So let's go through those once again. Your affirmative attitude, Overwhelmingly, number one. That stands probably two miles ab ab above everything else because that pulls everything else together. Yes, your diet, pure, plant-based, organic, and in great part, if not in total, uncooked, unprocessed, raw, where all the life force is in it. Yes, we talk about exercise. Exercise is powerfully important, but not just sitting doing aerobic to lose weight. By the way, you, you lose more weight when you do weightlifting, so that you know that. Because 82% of fat uh, muscle comes from fat. So that's fundamental that you have to know. Stretching is part of that also. Yes, we have to understand the circula circulatory activity that happens when you exercise versus normal circulation. Even if you do walking on a moderate basis. It's not going to do what you, you can do with moving fast, whatever that is. Swimming, by the way, is the best aerobic exercise, because it's the only exercise we know that 100% of your musculature is used as well as 100% of your brain. And yes, we know that your spiritual life, your emotional and spiritual life. One of the many books I wrote is called Emo Spirit, because I don't differentiate that for, to answer the question as clear as I can with you that connectivity with the universe, spirituality, religion, whatever it is. And then lastly, but not less, is you having friendship. Uh, two remarkable studies, one was stunning to me. Uh, over two generations, they looked at people who were lonely, chronically lonely people, recluse people. They died on an average of 15 years sooner than the average person in the population. Now, they didn't look at diet. They didn't look at anything else. They just looked at people who were chronically lonely. 
even a, a more frightening study when you get older, after the ripe young age of 65, I wish I was that young still, uh, you basically have three to four close friends or you die between seven and a half and eight years sooner than the rest of the population. So I hope that helps all the listeners out there. Thank you. Nick, are you ready to give your answer? Yes. Okay, so again, the, the main thing we're trying to get here is as specific as you can. We want to live to 100 in perfect health. What is the specific thing you are saying to do? The body responds properly in the basis of a whole food plant-based diet. I don't think there's any denying that. I've looked at the microscope for a better part of 45 years. And in the corner here, I have a drop of my blood and you can see the red cells, the white cells streaming along the immune system. And instantly when you consume processed sugar or oils and everyone's saying olive oil and Gundry's claiming you just drink that olive oil, you can put <laughs> olive oil on your skin. And much like Bernardo Lapello, who lived to 115 years of age, he wrote a book, Living Beyond 100. I would agree that it's safe and healthy to put oil on the skin, coconut oil or olive oil, but not to consume it. You eat the whole olives, the whole coconut. It's just like, look at the idea of consuming sugar. And everyone knows sugar is not good for you, but eat the whole beet, the whole sugar cane. Everyone agrees that's good for you. So let's get clear. People are trying to tell us and talk us out of eating fruit, of out of eating beans. Yes, you need to cook beans longer. I put them in a crock pot for three days and I do prepare beans and I love the beans with garlic and aromas and things in the house, but I don't add oil to the beans because that's going to alter. And every long lived culture in the world, whether it be the Asian, whether it's soybean, but I prefer the unprocessed edanami, I prefer uh, the lentil beans and the uh, pinto beans in Latin, and then the uh, Egyptian areas where they have garbanzo and Mediterranean. So the truth is the longest lived people like in Okinawa eat a lot of sweet potatoes, tubers. Tubers are wonderful and you can actually blend them. I take them in a blender and I put cold press uh, beet juice with green juice. And I then take whole fibrous yams and blend them together. So I have this nutrient dense. I don't want to be a scrawny vegan vegetarian. I've been plant-based vegan for 46 years. I'm turning uh, the age of 69 this year. I can outlift any person with weights. And I do a phenomenal 12-minute workout that literally takes all eight muscle groups to complete muscular failure because instead of waiting to the eighth, ninth rep where your coaches will tell you, well, that's the rep that really counts. No, accelerate that. Your body works on an eccentric concentric contraction system. Arthur Jones described this years ago, and he said the muscles recover within 72 hours. It doesn't mean you train the muscles every other day or every third day. As you reach my age, muscles atrophy rapidly. You train every day. My best client, 92 years old, Ray, would train three times a day. And it doesn't have to be long duration. It has to be higher intensity. I get my cardio with my workout literally in 12 minutes, and that helps me at a heart rate that's going at about 160 to 190. And so I'm breathing really heavy through my nose because how you breathe is critical. I'm visualizing subconsciously, letting go of discomfort, allowing love and contribution. As we know, the blue, blue zone about love and connection, one of the keys to longevity. I make love most every morning or night, depending on my willing girlfriend. And the bottom line is 
The body has to be moving. It has to be in love and the thoughts have to be consistent and shut out all the negative world. I never watch the news. <laughs> God forbid. I mean, you're going to take that junk into your brain. You don't take junk in your body. I have a choice. Who I kiss my lips and what food I put in my mouth and how much I move my body and the love and synchrony. And then here's the next level. We got to understand this. And that is you have to really embrace hormonal imbalances. We're fraught with toxins. So we have to detox. We have to get in an infrared spa, a, a far infrared spa. Excuse me. We exercise. We do it to perspiration, but I do it in cool zones. I work out in very cool conditions because once you hit perspiration, you're at a stress point and your workout capacity drops. I'd rather train extremely high at a very efficient level and then perspire later in the sauna. I do the sauna after my workout because before it tires me out a little bit. I'll have to admit because I know my performance levels. And I also do a lot of pyramiding. If I don't have a training partner with me who's doing forced negative reps where they're forcing the rate down in the negative direction where you're 40% stronger from the very first rep where you're fresh and really, honestly, I've never had an injury. I've never had to stretch because the way I do it is I'm always putting the muscles under constant continuous tension. And then if I'm by myself, I pyramid. I pyramid up in weight, in heaviness, if I'm feeling it's too light or our pyramid down all the way to, if I pyramid up to the highest weight level on the leg stack, literally pressing the entire amount, but maybe three reps and starting out with maybe 20 reps at the lighter weight. So the body's moving, the circulation, the lymphatics cannot work unless it's forced under muscular contractions, wind sprinting, weightlifting, jumping on a trampoline. Those are the ways we stimulate the lymphatics. And most people develop a lot of edema, pitted edema. You can just grab the leg and just pinch it. And if there's little finger marks in there, you're sitting there in your toxins. You've got to move the body. So what we have to do then is live at the highest level. Bring love into the life. Understand relationships. Is she kinesthetic or he? Uh, is he auditory? Is he visual? Is he uh, acts of service? You employ all of the love languages to connect properly with other people. And I, I want you to appreciate fully that when love is in your life, you're more conscious. And most people are on autopilot. They run these negative programs whenever something comes into their environment to deal with the world. But the brain can only take certain bits of information. And we have to, because we get millions of bits of information, we delete, distort, and generalize. And that's why everyone's view of the world, when mass hypnosis on television occurs, everyone starts to believe that crap. So excuse me, but you have to decide what you accept what programs you listen to, who you want to follow and work with to be the very best, the happiest, and the happiest people who eat healthy, who get quality sleep. Yes, eight hours sleep. True, on a plant-based oil-free diet, you might find you need six hours, maybe less on raw foods. But the truth is, if you get to bed early and you wake up without an alarm, and I never drink coffee, let's be clear, I don't use the drug stimulant coffee caffeine, all right? I will find that eating properly and titrating, eating my foods intuitively. When I get a little hungry, I eat. And I'm okay with fasting, but Walter Longo, the world expert on fasting, talks about a 12-hour window. When you get past 65, 
You don't want to be fasting too much. You know, you should be close to your ideal weight. I'm at my high school college weight when I was drafted to play for football, BYU and UCLA, and I went to USC on a scholastic scholarship. But my current weight right now is as good as it was almost 40 years ago. So the truth is, your body weight should not increase with age. Obesity is a serious risk factor for cancer, heart disease, high blood pressure, diabetes. And yes, there's a myth about diabetes. People say, oh, avoid those carbs. What carbs? Okay, I agree. Avoid simple sugars, but eat whole plant-based potatoes, rice, tubers, fruits, vegetables, beans, and peas. The bigger the variety, the better the micro dosing, the a microbiome. The gut requires 100 grams of fiber a day. Our primitive relatives had 130 grams. So when we look at this, I'm fine with chewing foods uh, on a regular basis, but older people, sometimes their teeth aren't very good and they will use a blender. Okay. I'll, I'll have a blender once in a while mixed in with my foods, but the truth is I'm always looking at how do I optimize my nutrient uptake. And I do take supplements based on looking under a high-powered microscope. I can honestly see in those people who have anemia, microcytic anemia, ovalocytes, Merck's manual has a whole section in blood hematology and blood morphology, but most of the authorities have prevented us from doing live blood analysis, but I've learned a window through the National Cholesterol Control Act and a stat test where I measure people's LDL, cholesterol, triglycerides, glucose. And I did this on 625 people at a Tony Robbins event, rechecked them in nine days on a diet. That was essentially what we're describing. And their blood cholesterol triglycerides came down better than statins, better than the best blood pressure medication. And we did it in nine days through diet, exercise, and resetting the mind at the subconscious level to take in positive programming. And you must know your hormone levels. Do both saliva, blood, and urine spaced a month apart. When your testosterone drops, we are guys. And honestly, I'd love to say that outdoor sun, getting sleep, you know, uh, taking in the right whole foods will optimize testosterone levels. I'm sorry to say that in my 45 years of experience and looking at people's blood analysis, that hormone levels do drop plant-based or animal. Now, plant-based people have higher testosterone, free testosterone levels tend to drop because they have more binding globulins, more fiber, different things that affect that. But you can release that with certain herbs. I, I love the herbs, uh, Avena Sativa, uh, Long Jack. They release more of the bioavailable free testosterone. And which came first, the hormone level that made you want to exercise or the will to exercise and trying to force yourself to exercise? I would argue that that optimized, I keep my testosterone level, believe it or not, at about 1,200 to 2,000. And when my levels drop to under 200, which I've let them do so by ignoring the principles, seven principles of health that I teach, which are the seven secrets of health to look and feel great, that once your testosterone as a man or a woman, now, of course, women will have a different range at about 100 to 300. But once your testosterone level starts to drop, you start to age mentally, physically, and emotionally. Bring your testosterone level up. And the plant-based community has it wrong about IGF. They're going to say growth hormone is not good for you. It's a rejuvenative hormone. It must work for you. And we have to understand that, uh, sure, I'll do brown rice instead of white rice. A question came up there. But I'm going to tell you this, that you need to know over 38 different hormone metabolites, as I learned, and we send out a 24-hour urine test, and it measures all the different estrogens, testosterone, androgens, cortisol, and cortisol is not the bad guy. Cortisol is the front line of defense. It handles stress. It assists you through the most stressful times. It helps you to fight colds, flus, and the lockdown. I'll just point as I jab my arm saying, 
This is not the way to get immunity. The way to get immunity is through these seven secrets of health. I am convinced, and I've seen people combat cancer, heart disease, diabetes, high blood pressure. But if you leave out any of the seven principles, you're going to fall short of your goal to combat these diseases. These seven principles, I'll repeat, bioidentical natural hormones and supported what we call hormonal intervention with only hormones that are identical to what's in the body. I am an advocate of testosterone pellets embedded in the skin. Abraham Morgenthaler wrote the book, Testosterone for Life. He says that's the gold standard. It releases about 18 milligrams a day. Others, if they use testosterone, they can microdose in very small amounts each day, not this big injection once a week or twice because you get this huge buildup and too much turns into estrogen. We can microdose cortisol. We can get out in the sun. The sun's critical to longevity and health and love connection, detoxification, making sure you exercise. And I do three forms. I do what's called flow training on weekends. I'll go out with my dumbbells and I'll run the stadium with 40 pound steel vest. And I will put my body through an hour and a half of demand. And I find that my body, my lower body, my upper body comes into balance. I wear shoes that have no soles. I run barefoot in the sand and in the water. I make sure my alignment is correct. So I have no neck, ankle, knee problems. If I wear shoes, it throws off my foundation. So when I'm in the mode of making a difference, it's going to take that whole secret of health, which I would be remiss if I didn't mention stem cells. You can get cord blood stem cells and we can extract those and inject them in injured areas or aging areas. And I'm convinced it's safe. It works. There's bioregulators of peptides that restore our hormone levels and our energy, our well-being and our strength and our skin. And I'm, I'm convinced too that Anyone who follows these principles, who goes to that next level, instead of living in the past and saying, well, we can't get enough protein from plant-based foods. Well, Walter Kempner proved with 20 grams of protein a day on a rice fruit diet, the average person lost 146 pounds, controlled and reduced their diabetes and got rid of it, got rid of their kidney problems, their hypertension went away and their heart disease went away. I had cancer markers a few years back in 2015. I thought I was doing so good. I could eat things that I normally don't eat when a gourmet chef was offering me foods each day. And I ate those foods, unfortunately. And it took me a year and a half to clear up and get rid of those cancer markers. So listen, your mind comes first because you have to program the subconscious every day for 46 years. I carry glass containers of fresh whole food and I have it with me all day long. Do I eat a breakfast, lunch, and dinner? If I'm with some friends, I'll go out and get a bite, but I make sure I titrate and get the caloric needs I need in whole food state. And I'm always in that mindset of love and happiness. And if negativity comes on, I try and think of jokes. I move myself away from negative people. And I'm also interested in therapeutic plasma exchange. They took old mice, infused plasma from these young mice, and they put in albumin. And we now have the procedures to do for humans. So we're part of this ongoing incredible experiment, which we call life happiness and longevity to look and feel great. That's what I have to say about it. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Um, I love listening to both of you. I really do. I'm, you know, I wish I had allocated five hours for this. So it's great. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to ask you a bunch of stuff and I'm going to have to ask you to give 30 second answers, no more, because <clears throat> I literally just really want to know what you think about a bunch of things. And it's not <laughs> realistic to explain your answer. So just give us the answer. Um, 
try to wrap each point in 30 seconds and we could always come back at this time. But let's try that because I really would like to ask you a bunch of things. You ready? We're ready. Okay. So without using up our time just as quickly as we can, um, Dr. Delgado, you are saying to avoid oil. Brian, you're saying that oil can be part of the diet. Um, we won't go into too much detail here, but can you each comment on Dr. Delgado first, then Brian, 30 seconds about consuming olive oil, hemp oil, or flax oil? Well, I have experimented on people's blood for more than 46 years. And I even did an experiment, how to become diabetic in six hours. And I walked into the studio after eating the way I eat. And I fast only 12 hours from the time I go to bed to the morning time I wake up. And because I'm on a lean whole foods diet, there's not a lot of protein, foreign proteins from animal product and dairy. And so my blood is very clean. Even during the day while I eat, my blood looks like I've been fasting. When doctors ask me if I fasted for my blood test, I kind of, so I, they don't prevent me from doing the test. I kind of like nod. Yeah, I've been, but I've been eating whole fresh foods. Okay. And because I don't use oils, it doesn't elevate my triglycerides and people will say, eat fat to burn fat. Well, they're a little confused. You, you do need fat, but you get it in every whole food. Even potatoes have fat in it. Even fruit has fat in it. Not a lot, but I do want the essential fatty acids. So I will eat nuts, seeds, avocados, and olives in small amounts re relative to my body weight and where I'm at. So I think that in reference to the question, did I answer that uh, well or was there a point I missed? Good enough. Thank you. Brian? In my latest book, The Self-Healing Diet, I explain a new study that came out that was surprising even to me that showed a long chain omegas, oleic acids, literally switch on the most aggressive part of your immune system. So there's evidence, and these were using small amounts of high quality oils. Uh, also, there is a an wide consensus with those of us in the plant-based community that those who, by the way, avoid taking adequate amounts of oil, and I listened to Nick closely, he didn't say he avoids oil. He said because of the way and the amount that he eats, because he's very active, he's getting the kind of oils that produce DHEA, DHA. And also, unlike 99% of you out there, he's testing himself on an ongoing basis, which I am. That's a disadvantage that you have and an advantage we have. But dementia is absolutely connected with people who don't get adequate amounts of oil. And so we've got to be very cautious when we say don't eat oil and discourage people from who are not going to eat as wide a cross-section of plant-based foods with adequate oils in it. You know, in my diet, frankly, I don't need much oil, although I put a little bit on my salad. Uh, between the nuts, the seeds, the avocados we eat, spinach has oil, lettuce has oil. There's not a, as uh, you just said, Nick, there's not a plant in the world that doesn't have oil. So uh, contrary to the consensus out there, uh, I think Nick, uh, Dr. Cousins, who we were on the other night, uh, also uh, Dr. Furman and I agree you can't avoid oil. Uh, because we see too many of our colleagues not doing so well as they age. Okay, next question, 30 seconds. Definitely not a long discussion. 
just quick. Brian, you've been very clear 200 times that fruit's been hybridized. You're saying it's too sweet and it's being picked unripe and therefore is missing minerals. Um, none of us want cancer. And you're saying it feeds yeast, mold, fungus, and cancer. Yes. Nick, um, Brian has made that point many times about fruit. Do you have a 30-second response to that? Well, I look at my blood virtually every day, and I look to the people who developed the glycemic index, and it was their hypothesis when asked, how much fruit can you eat? You can eat 10 or more pieces of whole fruit a day. Now, granted, it's great. Get organic, get it uh, GMO-free. I find that that's critically important, and I think that might alter the quality of the consumption of fruit itself. And I think that because it's a medium calorie food, clearly it helps people to reduce weight. Fruit lowers blood pressure. Fruit helps thyroid levels. Uh, I eat a wide variety of fruits myself. And uh, I'm one that, you know, much like Joel Furman, I-, I will do greens, berries, onions, leeks, mushrooms, uh, beans, and nuts and seeds. Uh, the bigger the variety, the better. And I base it on what is my current weight, my energy levels. I know if I eat fruit, it's not going to last me very long. If I eat tubers and sweet potatoes and beans cooked long enough, it's going to stay in my system. So I think the key about oil is that it is amount of dose related. I'm thinking if you think in terms of a little teaspoon mixed in, it's almost like a medication because oil is so concentrated. You're going to get what you need. But honestly, Dr. Press did studies where he rubbed oil on the skin and in people who had been on glucose IV and the 0.01% they absorbed through their skin relieved any essential fatty acid deficiency. I would lend that dementia is of concern and look at the Alzheimer's story. Dr. Alzheimer autopsied brains and he found massive atherosclerotic plaques, multiple small strokes in those who were animal eating. They had plaques because of the cholesterol consumption, but the plant eaters, their brains were clear. They didn't have dementia or Alzheimer's. So I would lend that cognition depends on oxygen and oxygen depends on red blood cells. If they freely float through the bloodstream uninhibited, just think of on the head of a pin, there's 8 million red blood cells. A drop of blood will coat those cells together. So just if you're using enough just below where your exercise levels burning those triglycerides and fat. If you're a couch potato and you're going to Indian restaurant eating oil in the recipe, you're going to feel tired and fatigued. And I guarantee your triglycerides will speak up, spike out at 300, 400, 500 and above. Mine range between 60 and about 100 after eating 150. And the truth is, I don't gorge myself. Now that I understand adrenals and my cortisol levels, I find that I'm not constantly craving and overeating. And that helps me to regulate the amount of food correctly. And so I think oils are healthy for us in moderation, but I would prefer to rub them on the skin. And if you're using anything beyond a few teaspoons, that I would lend will clump the blood cells together and downstream two red blood cells stuck together at the capillary level will not get through. And that oxygen will be inhibited. And study after study shows low oxygen contributes to cancer. So I'm a big believer that uh, when they took Dr. O'Connell's studies and they had a group of people eating uh, a whole foods diet, they then added oil to their diet. Their blood pressure went up. They took the oil out. It was at about 15% of calories and fat. It was a, a lot of fresh fruit and vegetables, beans, and peas. And they added salt. And the salt, even at high levels, did not increase blood pressure until they got to a certain gram level. 
So it's not salt. You go to every restaurant and they say it's salt, take it off. I'm not an advocate of using a bunch of salt, but I'm telling you, you better take care of your oil first if you have high blood pressure. I used to have high blood pressure. I got rid of the oils, got rid of the animal products and the sugars, and I exercise and I get quality sleep, daylight sun, regulating my hormones, and I take herbs and supplements and balance my hormones. And that's what I do. And oil has its place, but in the whole food state. Walnuts are fantastic source of essential fatty acids. Uh, Brazil nuts, etc. cetera. Um, eat the whole olive. Don't be afraid. It's good for you. <laughs> so get back to the question that you asked, Stephen. In the 1950s, 60s, and 70s, when people came to Hippocrates, this was a fruit festival. And then they asked Anna Marie and I to assume the directorship in 1980. And within a 24-hour period, I started to look at my work at the Institute in a much different, different way than I did the day before, that I was now responsible for people who came to us from all over the world with a high level of disorder uh, for the potential survival. And I don't know how it happened, but people would come to me and say, you know, when I drank a lot of beet juice or carrot juice, fructose rich, when I ate the mangoes you put out or the oranges you put out or the, the watermelon you put out, look what happened and they'd show me visible tumors and they were coming. And after about the fifth one, I got it, but this was difficult for me since probably 50, 60% of my diet then was fruit. So when you get personally uh, into this and you start to look at it as only you, uh, we're much different creatures than possibly the person that came to us with diabetes or low blood sugar or cancer or viral diseases, you know, et cetera. In the, in the 80s, it was a lot of HIV, and we just began to understand chronic fatigue syndrome, used to be called Epstein-Barr. And I started to realize that what we were told was sort of a, 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 a question that was a blanket question and the statement was a blanket answer, that all sugars are not equal, that white sugar is different than, uh, than honey and honey is different than maple syrup. And then I really looked at the data and the data is white sugar is 100% sugar, brown sugar is 98.6 sugar, honey is 98% sugar, maple syrup 65 to 70% sugar, agave syrup is one of the worst, it's more than half fructose. That's uh, you know, 75, 80% sugar, and the list goes on. Date sugar, now they get sugar out of coconuts, and it precipitates the development of all microbes, meaning viruses and bacteria, and grows cancer. Now, we were the lone wolf, so I'm out at medical conferences back 44, 43 years ago, and they almost booed me off the stage because I... I have a hard time to get people to eat fruit and vegetables, no less saying, by the way, now you have to get away from that if you're ill and only eat a small amount of fruit. But now the science is in. So UCLA did a study a number of years ago and actually stated clearly that fruit sugar stimulates the growth of cancer, which we've seen. Uh, Thomas Seifrey, who you know is somebody that we've had on The Real Truth About Health and I've had here, he's become a colleague, basically has proven that over the years. And more important than all of that, in our clinical setting here, with tens of thousands of people over the last 43, 44 years since we eliminated it, and remember, from the 1980s until the very early 2000s, 
we were doing dark field analysis. My wife was training most of the doctors in the United States on dark field. So we were observing that. So the way we saw that was maybe a little bit different than Nick does. And uh, I'm not saying that he's wrong. You know, he's at this point speaking about his personal experience. I hear that a lot. I'm speaking about working with, in my case, I'm with 300,000 people uh, since 1970. And not only here, but when I ran centers in Europe. And uh, so I'm very clear that eating fruit that is high, high on sugar, 28, 30, 32 times higher than the original fruit. And by the way, eating it on ripe, and even in Southern California, with Dr. Degato is there, uh, it's hard to get ripe fruit. I mean, you can't even get a ripe orange in Florida. <laughs> so unripened fruit degradates. One of the few commercials I've seen in decades that tell the truth, there's a, a female dentist on, if you watch closely, and says, even healthy foods can destroy the teeth. Well, she's right. Unripened fruit will take enamel off, will actually eat away a tissue mass, give acidity levels in the body. So that's my understanding after working with so many people and watching this with our medical team with advanced science for the last several decades. Okay. Um, in terms of hormones, to increase our hormones, and again, not to take up all the time, but what is not the theory of it, but the action step that we should be taking to make sure that we have enough hormones. What, what, what should we do? What actually should we do? What, you know, what should we take something? Should we lift weights, go in the sun? What do you do to have enough hormones? You hormones. can almost answer that. The, the two things you said, both Dr. Delgado and I agree with. Lifting weights are number one and getting in the sun is right there number two. <laughs> Correct. And also, I, I, I would lend to say that it, it's very important to help the body to heal itself. And as we age, the, the hormone levels that we experience, the hormone levels are dependent on your age. My hormone levels and my clients, I know, start to decline around 28, 30, or 40 years of age. And as they decline, you see the decline in function. The problem is that the plant-based doctors will say that we don't know enough about hormones, even though there's a quarter million studies on growth hormone alone. <laughs> exactly. There's tons of studies on testosterone and DHA and estrogen. My next book coming out, besides uh, How to Stop Aging, is on estrogen dominance because we do truly have a problem with estrogen dominance. Drinking beer increases estrogen dominance. Consuming all animal products Animals have estrous cycles. We're taking in their estrogen. This is toxic. I don't care how much testosterone you take, how much sun you get, how, how much you exercise. If you're eating animal products, you're going to have bitch tits. Excuse me, gynecomastia. Guy's going to have man boobs. He's going to look <laughs> like a woman as he gets older. Men have higher testosterone, according to Eugene Shippen, than a menstruating woman at age 25 when a man is 50. And a woman has more testosterone than a man. So what in the heck is going on, guys? We have to man up and not be injecting with synthetic testosterone, but learn how the bioidentical hormones work. And when I met Jeffrey Life, he was fat bellied. He had uh, using some weightlifting and, and then he went to hormones and he weightlifted and uh, he was on an animal diet, but he got off the animal diet and he got leaner and in better shape. 
And uh, this is a picture of him age 77. But then by the age of 84, he let the meat slip back on. And now he looks a little more chunky. But the point is, Jeffrey Life himself will tell you, as we age, we need to monitor our hormones very, very closely. It's very important that we take into account Jack Lane, age 96, me turning 69. You know, hormones are critical. And any man who doesn't get his hormone levels measured and any woman who doesn't have her testosterone, estrogen, cortisol levels, and 38 different metabolites, not just in the blood, it needs to be measured in the urine because that's going to show the metabolites that are far more dangerous to the human body and cause cancer. And every cancer, according to Mark Rosenthal uh, out of Florida, Every cancer he's tracked has some relationship to excess estrogen. It is a pandemic and we need to address that issue. So I might say that although, yes, we do need to get enough calories and then going back to my answer on fruit, I think you don't eat fruit all day like a fruitarian. That's not smart. You do need in proportion based on your body weight where you're at. So if you're overweight, you eat more greens, you sequence more greens, uh, vegetables, vegetable soups, uh, and, and you slip in fruit. And at the end, you eat the more dense foods if you're trying to lose weight. If you're trying to gain weight, you sequence in and you get more uh, sweet potatoes, beans, and more calorically dense. So all of these things play a role. That's absolutely essential. So, so if it, it, specifically, you could respond to this, Brian. But specifically, forgetting theories, what exactly do you want us to do? You're saying get sunshine. You're saying to lift weights. What, but what do I buy? Do I buy vitamin C? Do I buy some? How, what do I buy? What do I take in my mouth? What do I do to get my hormones proper? Whether we, as soon as we measure it and figure out we're low. I'll be as concise as possible. Uh, 15, 20 years ago, a book I, I wrote was called Life Force. And I explored for about 25 years before that what a hormone really is. And it wasn't what I was being taught in school, naturopathic school, or when I became a PhD nutritionist. A hormone is actually the language. It's a chemical language in the body. And I agree with 100% of what Nick just said. That he, There wasn't a word he said I didn't agree with. Also, we are very clear that every single cancer has an estrogenic factor. Two of the worst cancers, most widely pervasive cancers, breast cancer, 93% estrogenic, prostate cancer, 92%. But liver cancer, brain cancer, pancreatic cancer, bone cancer, every one of them are in part or in great part propelled by estrogens. The book that Anna Marie and I wrote in 2020 is called Menopause. That's the word we use to get people to understand. It's andropause. Nick alluded to this a little earlier when he said this starts at 25. That's exactly when men get into menopause. We are virile at 19, 20, 21. By the time we hit end of 25, we fall off a cliff. Now, I don't want to get into the socio concerns this is and, and relationships. But by the way, the virility goes away and our cultural insistence that men are going to be macho until they're 60 or 70 uh, doesn't work unless you consider hormones. What should you take? For a man, it's red ginseng. In that book, I quote study after study after study. I've been taking it now for about 35, 40 years on a daily basis. 
red ginseng activates testosterone. Is it enough for everyone? The answer is no. So then you have to get a competent doctor, underlying the word competent, because Anna Marie and I was invited years ago to have a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday program, and we could have been certified as bioidentical experts. Would I have been an expert? No, I would have been dangerous at that point. So the people we use started to, to do this before it was popular in the 1960s. The doctor we have right here, but it's all bioidentical. The testing has to be the right testing. There's several kinds of estrogen. There's several kinds of testosterone. So we judge it just putting testosterone in depends upon the person. Some people don't want to inject a pellet into them, but what I've seen over the decades, the pellets make it easier for you, but the reality is the creams work as long as you're adherent as long as every day you get up and put those creams on. Now, is there a time and a place where people shouldn't do that? Yeah, but if you have the right doctor and the right uh, compound pharmacy that makes what you need, what Nick needs or Steve needs or Joe needs, what you need, you will never have cancer. Matter of fact, Dr. George Yu, I've been working with him over decades. He helps us reverse cancer with bioidentical hormones. So it's the total opposite. Now, why people have this stigma, and I understand it, there was a major study that was published about a quarter of a century ago. They shut down the hormone industry, the synthetic hormone industry, because they showed that when women were taking at that point estrogenic uh, hormones off the shelf, they had double the amount of breast cancer. And they shut the study down, not because they were all at once compassionate, because they didn't want to see the other things and the other causative problems that you have with this. So hormones are incredibly important. I, Nick and I agree 100% with it. Why I'm, I'm vitally as healthy and young as I am, I check my hormones. In my 70s, I have hormones better than I did when I was fat and 20, I can tell you that, much better. 50 years ago, my hormones were probably, I don't know this, but probably half of what they are today. <laughs> now, Nick doesn't get up at almost 70 and have sex every day, unless he's exaggerating or uh, the reality is you don't do that if you don't have enough testosterone. He has 1,200 to 2,000. That's what the average 30-year-old has. 30-year-old should have 2,500, 3,000. <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask you a bunch of stuff. Um, give, please, no more than a 10-second answer. These are just really yes or no's, okay? We, we understand that it's better to give a long answer, but we really just want to know, are you saying you approve of this or disapprove of this? So this is Yes or no with five seconds of commentary. Um, iodine. Yes. Yes. Ionic. Okay. Keeping our bones strong is walking enough or do we need to, if we do a lot of walking, does that help or hurt our bones? And what else do you do for bones? Is it weightlifting? Lower body it's helpful for not adequate. You need to do weightlifting or resistant exercise. Or if you're really, really, really dedicated to Hatha yoga, it helps. I would do peptides, testosterone, IGF optimization, growth factors, the sun, and weightlifting, and your bones will strengthen up as good as they can. Acrylamides is something that they've talked about from cooked food. If you eat quinoa, millet, chickpeas, lentils, do you really have to worry about acrylamides and whole foods like that? There's no question that the jury's in that when you cook a food at a high temperature, uh, acrylamides occur. Uh, 40 years ago, uh, Karl Linska, the top medical research center in Europe, came out with that. They were laughed at. Now there is so much data on that, I write books on it. So 
Cooked food does cause cancer. There's no question about it. And what we're getting it mostly from are potato chips and corn chips and pretzels, all of my old favorite foods. <laughs> I'm lucky I didn't have cancer at one point. <laughs> Little or no cooking. And if you do very, very low heat, I put the lowest level on a crock pot and let it simmer and then allow the beans to, you know, after soaking them. So, Agreed. Uh, little or no cooking, as much raw food as possible, but learn how to get the caloric density on those raw foods because you do run the risk of being underweight. So learn how to do it and not just eating a lot of high fat uh, raw foods. You've got to figure out that balance. Yes. Should we avoid taking a family trip to Europe to avoid the radiation from the airplane or should we take the family trip and have all the connection and the love, but be exposed to eight hours of radiation each way? Well, you've answered exactly what I say. Community, family, joy, openness, you know, is more important than anything else. Now, the caveat to that is if you're very sick, no, it's not a good thing because you get massive radiation. A flight from New York City to London gives you 32 x-rays. So uh, from New York to Los Angeles, 28 from New York to Moscow, 38. So, of course, but again, you have to live. We could also all hide in the cave or go to the Himalayas and own the rest of our life. Is that what you want to do? If so, great idea. Let me know how it works out for you. When Chernobyl happened and uh, Fukushima, Chernobyl, they buried the radioactive plant with cement, uh, but Fukushima is still spewing out. They gave high dosages of iodine towards literally 50, 60, 100 uh, milligrams, and it was protective of the thyroid. That's the first place that people develop cancer from these radiations. You've got to detoxify. Uh, there may be evidence that certain devices help minimize the radiation in your freaking phone. I mean, there, there are a lot of exposures, and I'm just shocked more people don't have cancer with Fukushima off my coast and spewing out everywhere, and no one knows how to shut it down. So it takes, it takes a generation. So we're starting to see it. My buddies yeah. on the West Coast from, from uh, Vancouver down are telling me they're seeing kids with it now. I look at dry blood and I know full disclosure, it's not a diagnosis, but I'm seeing massive amounts of free radical damage in dry blood that I've not seen before in 45 years of looking at people's blood on a daily basis. And it's not like I'm taking my own experience. I've looked at over a hundred thousand people at conventions. I test over a thousand people at a Tony Robbins event where I have 20 technicians helping me and looking at every person's blood. Now we're automated where we can do it digitally and check off quickly and find minutes and have a complete report. It's just amazing. But looking at blood, dry blood, and then if you do thermography, not mammography, and you do ultrasound, these are not exposing the body and you're safer on that direction. And there's, there's a new test. Let me add this in. You didn't ask the question that completely uh, avoids biopsies and will eventually remove many of the scans. Uh, we have it here. It's called gallery. So we no longer have to have the potential spread of cancer or use a lot of the scans that give you cancer. And I completely agree. The dark field is tremendous when you have somebody like Nick Delgado looking at it. A lot of these guys go to two-day programs. They're mm -hmm. taught, if you see this, you sell that supplement. If you see right. this, that's <laughs> not dark field analysis. That's salesmanship no. and nonsense. Correct. Yes. Okay. Um, is there any chance that if you're eating greens, greens, sprouts, greens, 
wild edible weeds that it could be bad for your kidneys? Totally impossible. The only way it'd be bad for your kidneys if you had bad kidneys to begin with, because you need potassium. Once your kidneys don't work, it doesn't know how to work on potassium or use potassium. Greens are good for you. And the reality is most people who've shot their kidneys, they're athletes, or they're eating, quote, an athlete diet, thinking they need more and more protein as they get older. That's insanity. The animal protein, the sulfur, very toxic to the kidneys. Get rid of the animal protein, the dairy and so forth, and your kidneys will heal up. Should we find um, a sound, a river, an ocean, and get it and jump in the salt water every day. And if possible, should we do it in the winter and do cold water plunges? Would this help our hormones? Well, today I did cryo. I do cryo <laughs> twice a week when I'm here. And when I'm in towns that have it, I get out immediately, go to red light therapy. So I think this is phenomenal. I don't think it's phenomenal. Now we have the research on that, the data on it. Uh, every single day I do an infrared sauna and I, I do my workups in there. Uh, at least my abdominal workups in there. So I'm in there 20, 30 minutes, uh, sometimes a little longer, but minimally that much. And I also think that, yes, if you can get into oceans, like here in Florida, it's clean still. I'm not sure if I were in Los Angeles, I'd want to jump in the ocean. Uh, So many of my surfer friends out there have been sick over the years many, many times. I'm not sure if I were outside of Long Island, I'd want to jump in that ocean. But the truth of the matter is, Uh, The polar bear clubs, we used to laugh at them. Now I realize I should have been in there with them at this point. (laughs) Uh, When I'm outdoors barefoot doing my workout with dumbbells, I jump in the ocean, swim out as far as I can. I'll sip up a a little bit of ocean water there. Quinton is in pristine areas, hopefully collected, and that seems to be helpful for trace minerals. I am very big on using CVAC, altitude conditioning, because our primitive relative, the mammals, uh, would uh, swim down deep and swim up and breach. So you have to have that drastic change in altitude. It's much better than hyperbaric oxygen, and I use that to recover from intense training. I um, use a, a Jing orb to enter energize my body. I use the Genesis laser, which goes beyond red light therapy. It's a 400 watt treatment that even Tony Robbins flies in to uh, my associate here in Costa Mesa. And we expose the body and it stimulates chromosomes, the telomeres. It's amazing. So everything you can do to stimulate the stem cells, the chromosomes, the telomeres. And I do believe that human breast milk, which I do acquire and consume is one of the ultimate immune enhancing factors. And, um, you know, uh, Henry Ford, it was good enough for him to have a wet nurse and, you know, however you can get your source, I get it frozen. If I can get a wet nurse source, I will. And the reality is it's good for you. So I rendered that than antibiotics. Henry Ford was a plant-based eater. Thomas Edison was a plant-based eater. Uh, Einstein was a plant-based eater. I mean, you know, so think about these people. And when they asked Einstein one time, uh, why do you eat this way? He said, why would I eat any other way? You know, they don't even, when you get to that level of awareness and consciousness and connectivity, you don't even have to think this out. You just gravitate towards what's right. Okay, 10 seconds each. Should we put a castor oil pack on our belly or liver every night? around our waist. Well, I certainly don't. But if I had a liver problem, if I was detoxifying, you bet it helps. My great grandmother knew that. Why did we forget it? 
Um, I rub a little castor oil on troubled areas, but for inflammation, I take a whole Viber massage and I'll work on an area of discomfort and pain for about an hour or so. And it relieves and it improves the circulation. It really does help for a lot of people who are on opiates and struggle with pain. I use an alpha stem to send a current to reduce by 76% the pain levels. Never take these uh, pain pills, these uh, chemotherapy, these uh, drugs. I mean, it's just doctors have gotten out of control. Do you well, they're not out of control. The system's out of control and they're trained to be in the system. Correct. <laughs> do you go through the airport scanner or do you get hand checked? I've never once gone through an airport scanner and we teach every guest here not to do it. In Europe, most of the countries have gotten rid of them now because over there, they care for the citizens and they know it causes cancer. Hand check. Go for it. Avoid what? the radiation. What are the most important supplements that everyone should be taking? Supplements, herbs, what is the list? Without the detail, just what's the list of the most important ones? Well, I'm going to make five. I can go through 100 if I, but number one, B12, it has to be a soil based microorganism. This is why people's serotonin receptors don't work. This is why you've got to take a living form. And number two, vitamin D. Uh, if you talked to me 10 years ago, I would have been utterly wrong about that. Now the data is in, the research is in, and the more food-based vitamin D you have, the better it is. And number three, I think you should take at least one form. I take five forms among uh, 38, 39 supplements I take daily of algae. Algae is the, the most primal life form on the planet. I mean, it's the highest protein, the highest essential fat that's identical to what's in your brain. I mean, why wouldn't you take that? And it's not expensive and it's easy to find. Now, the next thing I would strongly advise is that you take CoQ10. And it has to be a food-based CoQ10. Alpha lipoic acid, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to give you the next one, glutathione, which I take every day. Now, they have a new form called SWITCH. I've been waiting for this for 40 years. They actually did the work. They put $5 million into it. It's microscopic. It enters the cell at about 85 to 88%. Nothing came close to that before. We used to get 20%. We were happy. I think it's important to control for estrogen exposure and a simple 24-hour urine test will show the exposure. If you have belly fat or excess fat in the body, you're aromatizing. DIM 855, which is cruciferous vegetable, particularly broccoli sprouts, highest in sulforaphane, very important for anti-cancer. I've worked with a lot of cancer patient referrals after they come out of great treatment centers like at Brian's and other facilities. And I make sure they take these supplements to after I measure their 24-hour urine and find that for years years, they've been exposed to harmful estrogens. Estroblock, I trademarked. It's very, very helpful. Uh, more EV prior to sex, stay young for nitric oxide. I use a uh, what we call uh, anabolic MD testosterone cream, which is a mix of DHA, pregnenolone, and uh, helps to clear harmful estrogens and an anabolic plant-based uh, I use Grow Young, which is a peptide uh, spray that enhances and reverses aging. I use many of the protocols that the old bodybuilders were using synthetic. I use all bioidentical and I measure them. I work with several doctors who work with me. I don't just measure my own. Uh, I'm not my own person to say uh, self-serving. Adrenal DMG might be the most important breakthrough with echinacea. It has uh, 
uh, tart cherry. It has DMG, a methyl donor, donor dimethylglycine. It's really good for children on the spectrum. Uh, I've helped uh, children with many problems with autism. And I look at blood every day, literally uh, looking for anemias, looking for candida and fungus and white cell depression. I'm seeing overactive immune system white cells because of autoimmune diseases. So we need nitric oxide. We need molecular hydrogen to do donate an unpaired electron. I use live detox to de detoxify the harmful chemicals. And I'm always looking at how do we stimulate the immune system, the lymphs, the blood, the saliva, the urine, and get measurements of these and get the mind into a subconscious state where we can learn and train the mind and body to do what we must do. And there's only a half a million people past the age of 100 right now. But those who do exceed that age, the super centurions right now, there's only 24 people past 110 years of age. My goal is to be the longest lived, healthiest person having sex on my 110 birthday. So I expect to have that done in the next, uh, essentially, what is that? 50 years. Nick, you're going to have to film that because I'll be 104. I want to watch it. You got it. <laughs> you can have a front row with the three gals that will be my uh, pleasant recipients. And I made a mistake, by the way, I'll be 124 when you're 120. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you recommend bee pollen? I take bee pollen on a daily basis. Very, very strict vegans who are moral vegans. I guess I am not, uh, will not do that. They'll do flower pollen, but nutritionally, they're just about the same. Isn't it sweet? It tastes like sugar. No, there's no real sweetness in there. The amino acid profile is beyond comprehension. They have, they have uh, forms of amino acid you don't get in any other food on the planet your body doesn't produce. So I'm a big fan of this. If you look, there's four pages now and they keep adding things. I don't know where they come up with this, of what is in bee pollen or pollen. Okay. Um, I guess if I was going to do this again, I would have scheduled this for twice as long. Um, you both have unbelievably valuable information, and I think that uh, we really all appreciate it. So I'd like to unmute everyone so we could all have the opportunity to thank you for your time. And thank you for thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. 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 Thank you.